sorry, Kevin. Can you repeat that? I never disrespect a bitch trying to show her tits. Absolutely, guys. Ladies and gentlemen, Kevin Sanchez. In the motherfucker house, baby. Hell yes. And of course, this is the world according to J-Caps with your very own J-Caps. You said very what? With your very own. Very own. Yes. Very own. If you're listening to this podcast, I am yours. I'm yours right now. You own him. Yes. He's... He's going into modern day slavery for you. You're right. You can put me on a leash. A le- <laughs> on a leash? If you, yeah, because I'll be, I have, I'll have no rights. It's no, modern day slavery. Like I'm giving this. over my rights. I like this. Yeah. Yeah. I'm you yours. know what? People probably pay you big money for this. And ironically, once you become a slave, what are you going to do with the money? You don't, it's not yours anymore. Here's a great thing about becoming a slave in America. Yeah. You could just become not a slave. Why you would put it out on social media and then people get mad? They're like, "What? Yeah, are you kidding?" Well, it could be a, it could be a double edged sword, depending. Why? Because if you were like a guy, like named, let's say a guy named Connor, and okay. you had blonde hair, blue eyes, you were six foot six, right? And you six and six. and like you have a long line of very American families. Then if you became a slave, people would be like, you know what? Maybe, maybe this is payback. Mm. I like that we're starting with this topic right up at top. <laughs> Slavery? Yes. Um, I miss you, buddy. I miss you too, man. I miss you. This is crazy because we're act <laughs> we're we're like uh taking a page from very successful comedians that the only time <laughs> they see each other is to do a podcast and talking to mics. <laughs> <laughs> it seems to be, but it also seems like those same comedians are hanging out all the time on every single podcast. That's the dream. That's the dream. That's the, the truth is that's the dream. I'm so glad you brought that up a dream. Why? Because like sometimes like you, I don't know. It's like, uh, holding on to a dream is a, is a strange thing over time. It, it mutates. You know what's annoying about people saying that's the dream? As as it, as it was coming out of my mouth, I was like, "Shut up!" Yeah, shut up. It reminds up. me. You know why dream? You know what dreams are? Things you Talk don't to. remember. Oh wow! They're they're things that like not really. They're not a thing to you. If they're an illusion, they're an illusion. Yeah, and then, absolutely. And and they're not living an illusion. They're living their life. They're lying to themselves. You think so? You think listen to this. To the reason why is because when you were like, it disgusted me that you that it disgusted me when you were like, it disgusted me that I just said that. Yeah. You said that just now because I remember a guy who when I worked for uh, Henry Shine, it was a super corporate job, right? And I was a photographer, so I was like, not like. What a cool job. Right? But the guys who were like, so that, that guy was the CEO, and the, he had a guy who was like his butt boy. Like it literally was. His print, butt boy? His butt boy. He was his butt boy. That what was that his mean? job. That means. <laughs> Tell me what a butt CEO, boy does. I've never, can I apply? Yes. Can I might, apply to you, be a butt boy? Yes, they need, your, butt boys are needed in, corpor- in corporate. See, I don't know if you know this. So in corporate, like if you're the CEO, you don't lift a finger. Of course, you're you're on 25 hours a day for your company if you're the CEO, but not for like little extra shit. Like if your shoelace breaks, you're not on for that shit. Your butt boy is responsible for that. He's responsible for if your shoelace breaks, if your clothes are not clean, the car that has to be ordered. And in certain cases, if the circumstances are 
to wipe the CEO's butt. Let me ask a question. Yes, talk to me. This sounds like an executive assistant uh, job. Right? <laughs> yeah, I think that's the what they put in um, Indeed.com for it. Yes. So this is an executive assistant job. Yes. Now let me ask you a question. This is a real question. Yes. There was a woman doing this. Yes. Would you call her a butt girl? Hmm. Or would yeah. you be like? I would might call her behind her back a butt babe. Butt babes. Yeah. Okay. Okay. I've known many. I've known many. I, I mean, that's all I know. Babes. Every executive assistant, for the most part, in this city, are butt babes. Are butt babes. And what? And you know, the crazy thing is, when you talk to them, they seem like they're like so like wrapped up in in their job. Like they've you've given them something to do, and the thing you've given them to do so, is pointless nonsense. So I dated a butt babe for a little while. Whoa. She lived. Uh, I'm not gonna say where she lived, but uh, okay. Her address. Ten forty two. Anyway. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Hell yes, dude. No. Um. She was a butt babe, and one day, listen. Yeah. She was dating me at the time. Had no job. I was collecting unemployment Respect. for a year. Yes. At this point, maybe five months. Yeah. You know, I got, it was a pandemic. I got up, did whatever I wanted. The greatest time of my life. One of the greatest <laughs> times of my life because I just, you know, somebody pointed this out. The reason why it was good and fun for me is because I wasn't the only one bullshitting. <laughs> Everyone else was too. It was a dream life. But uh, she, she was a, <laughs> she was a butt babe. Yeah. And then one day I'm like, hey, you're home and doing things with me, but you're working a full-time job. Like, what do you do? She goes, I work really hard. I send emails. I book flights. And the list went to like maybe three more things. Yeah, and yeah. I was like, I was like, oh, what do you get paid? Like 70,000? She goes, ha. <laughs> she said, ha. Yeah. I get paid six figures, honey. Oh, wow. She was she was compensated like that? Plus bonuses. Oh, my God. So See, that's not usual how butt babes get it or butt boys get it. Not anymore. Oh, butt boys, though. I don't think there's <laughs> no, no, I, no... I don't think butt boys make that money. No. I mean, the I knew I knew several butt boys and girls... Who were totally getting fucked? Oh, they were not only they were getting butt fucked. Really? But yeah. They don't have the internet. No, they do. They do have the internet. The thing is, is that like the they just had so much work that they didn't. Um, I don't know. I think there's something masochistic about people who go into that. They like want to be dominated, and maybe they don't have like a direct. They don't have like self direction where it's like you and I like have like. Uh, like a dream, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know what I mean? And mm-hmm. it deludes us and it makes us make decisions that are not always like the most responsible decisions. Yeah. yeah. You know what I did? What? Recently? Talk to me. I uh, gave up my apartment in the Bronx to move uh, to Chelsea, if you will. Oh, around here? No. East. Yes. Yes. Okay. Around here. And I forgot where I was for a second. And, um, and I live in a living room. Oh, wow. You're doing that now? Yeah. Because I was like, I want to be around to do more spots, do open mics, just, you know, sacrifice the things that I don't. God do. bless you. Uh, uh, I can't believe I said open mics, but like do shows. No, that is what you said. And that to, is true. It is true. It is true. But like also like just show my face at shows. You know, I, I'm at a point where people see me. You're doing a spot. It. 
you know? No, I listen. I'm, I'm very, I think that it's, it's awesome. I mean, uh, the, the funny thing is, is like from where you're like your age and where you're at in life. And it's like, from where I am, it's like a different thing because like right now, um, like, I don't like, I don't think that I would do that. You know what I mean? Like, oh, no, I'm think, regretting it. You're regretting. I, it. I, I don't like that. I did this move. It was a big mistake for oh, now. So you're fighting, a, you, you have an inner fight against your pragmatic and romantic sides. Every day. I think Every day. I just, I just, I just looked at, um, I just tried to do my taxes. Uh-huh. And I said, oh, I got to get a tax guy now. Yeah, but you're still, see, I consider, I consider, consider you a, a little baby. Baby? I consider you a little baby. baby. Yeah. And I think you're, so, you're allowed to do. That's right, little baby. It's okay. You can keep doing baby stuff. It's okay. Dream. Dream. It's good. Yeah, that's right. That's right. And then you know what's good about being a baby is you can suck on a titty. Nah, I've been sucking on some titties. There you go. See, right? It's not so bad to be a baby. It's not so bad to be a baby. Yeah, that's right, baby. I should oh, my little baby. Titties. Yeah, that's right. I um, I can't talk about the situation right now. Okay, but it's a it's 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 a sacrifice. It's a yeah. true sacrifice. One that um, maybe I jumped the gun a little bit. It's one of these things as a, as an artist, as a person who's a dreamer, that like, oh, I. I didn't think this one all the way through. And sometimes you have to make decisions like that where you don't think it through if you want to do anything in these arts, you know? Yeah. Anyway, I don't know, dude. I Well, for the, like, so that's interesting. So, like, are you able to right now do the things that you want to do because of the situation? Here's the thing. I didn't count that I needed sleep. I didn't yeah. account for that. I also didn't account for like I thought I'm a respectful guy. Mm-hmm. I'm a very respectful guy, contrary to popular belief. I may say off the wall things. No, yeah. I also may say off the wall things to a person. Yeah. After moments of meeting them, but in people's space, I try to really respect it. And we're having an issue with the key fob situation downstairs. Right. Um, we're having an issue with uh. Just boundaries, you know, maybe I, I should have talked to her about, hey, listen, uh, if I'm sleeping in the living room, m- maybe after 11 p.m. on the weekdays, you got to be in your room. Right. So you don't like living like a dorm, like dorm life, college dorm life right now. Well, I also. Have or a- you're realizing that about yourself. You're like, wait a minute. I thought I was down for just like, like party life. But you're like, it's oh. not a party life thing situation. Though. Yeah. It's just a boundary situation thing. Like she's not inviting thousands of people or right. people over. But the problem is she's living her life the way she wants to live it as if she didn't agree to it, whatever. Right. And she's a great person, good person, nice person, but like and it's hard for me to have that talk with So her. I'm just imagining her like like uh like picking her toenails like on the couch while you're trying to sleep. Is that what's going on? When it, I've been telling her I have to sleep and she'll go to her room. But uh-huh. I usually wait till midnight. And I'm like, there's some days where I'm like, man, I got two hours of sleep. I'm running on fumes. Oh, shit. And I'm waiting till midnight because I think that's fair, you know? Yeah, yeah. And uh, I mean, this is the, pr- I mean, it's, it's going to make for great material later. I know that for sure. Right? Like I've slept yeah. in the office a few times where I'm like, I just don't feel comfortable going there. Wow. 
you know. And yeah. it's not her. She's doing her best to try to like make the situation work. You know, yeah. I'm not paying a lot of money. I'm paying. I'm paying nothing. Like this, basically nothing. Like this. This last month, she told me she was having a guest over. Mm-hmm. Can I find another place to stay? This is the first month, by the way, um, of me staying there. Can I find a place to stay for a week? And I and I. She goes, I take away a hundred bucks. I'm like, it's already almost 150. And I was like, okay, that's a fair deal. I'll figure it out. Wow. You know, did I buy, did I get a hotel for two days? Yeah. And that must've cost you $500. <laughs> but this is the way I make decisions, baby. Yeah. Well, cause you're a baby, dude. Obviously it doesn't matter. <laughs> I get, 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 get me okay, a, baby. Get me a four-star hotel. <laughs> On hotel tonight. Get, 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 get. That's awesome, dude. Well, let me tell you something. From you're now you're now you're illuminating what it is from the inside, but from the outside, looks like you're living a kick-ass life. That's I what am. it looks like on the you outside. Think I am living a kick-ass life. Yes, my friend I'm Kevin Sanchez right here, hot girlfriend, crushing it, dude. Hot Absolutely girl. crushing it. Hot chick. Yes, who has an amazing staying in an amazing place on the Upper West Side. Yeah, I can just stay there from Thursday to Monday usually. That works out. Works out pretty lovely. Um, she's a freak, does Pilates. We like that. Hell yeah, dude. You know, yes. she's smart, good head on her shoulders, also has the potential and makes good dough. Respect, dude. You right? see, this guy's figured it out. Figured some parts out. Yeah, yeah. You know, listen, I'm a chubby man. I'm not he even is. a man of, I'm not a man of abs. <laughs> <laughs> He's not a man of abs. I'm not a man of abs, dude. <laughs> All right. My, yeah. my chest could be great. Yeah, it's mostly titties. It's mostly tits right now. Dude. Yeah, Mo- uh, triangular, if you will. Triangular. Yeah, he's yeah. got two tits up top and one big tit in the middle. Not that's that. called the belly. That's, that's called being a fat ass. <laughs> now we've now not, we've come not, over to the subject. Not, uh, now now not, I can really this, play in this podcast. Not, Are we making no. fun of somebody's weight? Okay. <laughs> I'm almost like a dormant zombie that smells <laughs> brain. Like, oh, wait, I'm up now. <laughs> mm, what's that smell? Mm, fat people. Oh, making fun of people. Yeah, there we go. Um, I have some things figured out. Like, I, I, I think people are starting to respect me in the comedy world now. Which is it took five years and rightfully so, and, and it's gonna take longer for other people to respect me. Um, but yeah, it's it's an interesting ride. Yeah, dude, I can imagine. I can imagine. Whew. Yep, dude, it's good. I'm I'm happy. I'm happy. It's like there's so much you can never like. The future is unpredictable. You know what I mean? It's like things happen, and you don't know why they happen, and you don't know like how. Um, like what are the reasons why, like certain, uh, I guess like, uh, it's like the, you're walking, but the, but the path is being like formed in front of you as you go. And it's not like something you can, I had this thought the other day where I was thinking, of, you know, I used to look at my mom with a little disdain, you know, just like, what are you doing? Get all this free time. Mm-hmm. You know, for the most she did. Okay. To be fair, she had a lot of free time. In the grand scheme of things, we were good kids. And maybe that was a result of her being there all the time. I'm sure it was. Mm-hmm. But also, she had like eight hours a day where she didn't have a traditional nine to five. Okay. Because she'd never worked. Right? Yeah. She just worked around the house. But it was a two-bedroom. It was a 700-square-foot apartment that we cleaned. Yeah. Right? That we helped clean every day. Right. Eight hours a day, 10 hours a day. 
what are you doing? And then the other day, I'm walking through New York, and I have 10 hours. 10 hours to pretty much do whatever the fuck I want. Yeah. And um, and that's daunting. Like, it, it hit me, and I'm like, oh, yeah, this bitch, she just was busy. She gave herself busy work because the thought of going, I need to get something done that is benef- that I at least think is beneficial is so in, in this first world country is so daunting. That's the hardest. It's embedded in people. That's why people become butt babes. That's why people really? become butt boys because those type of jobs give them busy work. They have without that, they would not necessarily have know what it is. How much money do you think they were making? Oh, those those people they were making probably like 60 to 70, but that's it. Yes, because every second of their lives was controlled by the system. It's like the you need to make sure that the you you have to be with the CEO picking picking the car like them up in the car at 3 a.m. to fly to Switzerland. Then when they get there, you have to like contact the hotels and organize all this shit. And then it's just like fucking. Yeah, do you they, want your own life or do you want somebody else's oh, life? Wait, wait, here's the thing. Here's the thing, Kaplan. Talk to me. I was with a butt babe. Yeah, yeah. And let me tell you about these butt babes, bro. Mm-hmm. They talk a good game about how busy they are, but they drinking in the middle of the day. They're hanging out with friends. They're taking secret vacations. A lot of this stuff are working from home. No, maybe it's a different era. The the, the people I knew were like seriously borderline being abused. Yeah? Yeah, absolutely. It's definitely a different era. Yes. These, uh, her CEO (laughs) had to take behavioral classes. Oh, wow. To be a CEO with this company because of the changing of the guard, if you will. Like we went from, we went from, um, who the guys are in suits and slapping girls butts and drinking in the middle. Oh, like, uh, what do you call What's that show? It's uh, Mad Men. Mad Men. Yeah. We were going from that to like a very like, don't talk to me that way society. Mm. Yeah. Which, let me tell you something. I talk a lot of shit. Yes. About woke people. Mm-hmm. The truth is, there's some things that I like that they've done is benefit my life. Yes. Right? People don't talk to me a certain way. They don't ask things. Right. Me. They don't always think you're the janitor. That's true. Yeah. That's true. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I don't. I don't know, bro. I, mm. No, but the the butt babes that I knew were abused. so abused that they would have ulcers. I knew a girl who had an ulcer? an ulcer because in her stomach or some so, shit. Yeah, you know, ulcers usually do happen in the stomach. No, I've heard of ulcers in the stomach. Yeah, that's where they usually occur. Yeah. yeah. So but what does it? What does that do? Make you it like bleed? It's like it burns a hole. The acid burns a hole in the wall of the stomach, and then you start bleeding like into the rest of your body. It's from stress. I mean, maybe it's from stress. Anyway, basically, the, ki- the, the girl was under so much pressure from the CEO that she had an ulcer and, like, collapsed at the job. That was the type of badass CEOs that I was around. I don't know about these yeah. weak-ass bitch Dude. letting the kids fucking do whatever they want. I'm talking about... Ask, how, how much money was the company worth? Oh, my God. It's, like, number 240 on the, on the Fortune 500. I mean, billions of dollars. Billions of dollars? Yeah. He probably spit on her. 
Probably. Probably needed to get spit on to get off. You know yeah. what I mean? No, I'm, no, that's true. But no, of course. But I'm saying like when he saw her like fall collapse Actually, the ulcer. It's like, I just want to cut to, it's like, oh, you think that I just needed to be spit on? No, I need a full <laughs> ball peen hammer crushing my penis even to get hard. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, I, I know, I know, I don't know them, but I, I know the girls that crush penises. Oh yeah, oh, yeah. I knew yeah a few. You gotta ask her if you know my the old CEO I work for. I would love to. Yeah, I wish I can call her right now. Imagine that we'd probably be having a better podcast. I know. Um, dude, I don't know. I, I wanna, <laughs> I want this life. I want a better one. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know, man. We were talking the other day on the phone about like choosing to be happy. Mm. And that thing is stands in the face of dreams. Choosing to be happy. Choosing to be happy stands in the face of dreams. That's what people that's what people don't understand about having a dream. Because you think this is gonna make you happy, right? Yes. You think it's gonna make you happy, but the process of going for your dreams has nothing to do with happiness. Absolutely. It has you mean absolutely like I'm it has nothing to do with nothing happiness. Nothing to do. Yes. But People, con- people, when you're young, they tell you, go after your dreams that'll make you happy. Well, yes, it's true. And there's never another- Never take advice from people who tell you shit like that. They've never followed a dream. <laughs> Anyone that tells you making a, ha- going for your dream is going to make you happy, how would they know? But the other thing is, like, getting fulfillment from something- and like feeling good about it doesn't address whatever is actually fucking you up because your behavior and your thoughts and your like internal mechanisms are fucked up already. I mean, plenty of people are successful and have got their dreams and also blow their heads off or do some other shit because they're not happy because that stuff doesn't necessarily answer the question. I want to do a movie. I want to make a movie with a guy. Like a short, yeah. Where the guy is mass successful, yeah. And he goes, he goes, uh, I already beat his life, and then he puts a gun <laughs> in his mouth. <laughs> ah! Yeah, that's cool. That's how the Kurt Cobain story. Yeah, yes, maybe. <laughs> no, absolutely. <laughs> maybe, bro. I, uh, when I'm with you, I say I don't know a lot. You think that I have a, I have a scrutinizing eyebrow. Whenever it's not, I, it's not that. No? It's the abuse that you gave me over the years. <laughs> oh, Kevin, well, look what it's made you into. Look at, I, I, take some, I take some pride in your success because of how, hopefully it hardened you into, yeah, something. Ugh. I mean, you gave me such a good compliment when I met your girlfriend. You were like, oh, I taught you something. No, yeah, you have. You told me a lot. I mean, you used to, uh, <laughs> I feel bad you sent me these books. I'm not going to read it. I'd rather hear it from Jonathan, though. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> There's something naturally about me that is a teacher, and it's weird. Like, I, when you, you, you teach with excitement. That's what I love about you. Like, when you tell me something you're interested in, it comes from a deep place of, like, love. Mm. And I, that's how I love to learn. I love to, like, I love a storyteller. I used to, the, the only time I did well in school is when I had this history teacher. And the way he taught history was like, I wanted to be there. Cool. I, 
and and he and he was like you know he he was like um he was like a high priest or like a somebody in Judy like a, what do you call your, the Jewish guys a, a rabbi a rabbi he was like a high rabbi living with Joshua for so long you should have known that know, but that's I hilarious know, I know I know I know I'm ashamed I love the Jews um and that's not a joke because of Kanye I really do I yeah. really love that religion and I love Jewish people I really do it's crazy how much I love you guys yeah dude um, well you are Jewish that's what Josh says all the time yeah. Josh says I'm Jewish. We Hispanics are Jewish. That's what I say. I forget you're Latino. <laughs> I know. I should really join. Like I should really wear you're like an old Averex jacket and like you a junior. Junior. <laughs> 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 I'm gonna hit up Carol. Carol. Yeah. Today. <laughs> and I'm like, Jonathan needs to come to your place with a chin strap. <laughs> I have to do it. Well, I work, so I work with like, I work in a school with like mostly Hispanic and black people. And there's this If you do it, you get fired. What? If you do it, you get fired right away. No, no, no. But like (laughs) this one girl, like she's like, like Rosie Perez. She's such like a Mm. fucking, she's Dominican. Mm. She's a crazy bitch, but she's so, she's sweet. Sweet. She's all a mask. It's Mm. all because she's, she needs to have a guard. You know what I mean? But, um, we talk all the time and she loves to, like, she just talks shit to me and I'll escalate it. Like, I'll just be. <laughs> but she was trying to tell me that I was white the other day. Yeah. And she was like, no, well, I don't believe that you're, you're white Spanish. passing. Yeah, I'm white passing, whatever. But I was just like, and I, and I told her that same thing. And I'm like, <laughs> because for me, I'm like, when I was 20, I'm like, I want to get a neighbor's check and get a tension check <laughs> You wear that the first day. <laughs> but I felt like a poser. I was like, that's not worth That's not me. <laughs> You should do it. Yeah, dude. You should do it. Yeah, hell yeah. But you, ah, you know, you have such a great head of hair. I was gonna say the only Thank thing you. I would I would uh say is, you know, oh yo, Caesar I should really just go Antonio Banderas is what I'm thinking. Antonio Banderas. Yeah, just like have it slicked back, and I'll get a sword. <laughs> <laughs> I'll be look like a conquistador. Uh, I would kill for you to be in an Averex jacket. Yes, and a chin strap. I'm doing it now. Chin strap now. Actually, I should try. That should be my new web series. <laughs> yeah, dude. Identity change. Really yeah, counts. bro. Hell yeah. <laughs> Actually, you know, it's like, it's great. I mean, I miss hanging out with you too. Like, honestly, like, I'll be honest. It's like um, the pandemic ended like my social life and my connection to the outside world. Yeah. And it's like, after that, I felt like, well, if I was going to rejoin the world, like I have to rejoin the world from scratch. I don't know anybody. And you know, the thing is, is funny is like, I don't feel like it's like I have friends, you know what I mean? But like, I'm not close with people mm. and I've, I don't know why that is. It's something that like, it's because people need a break from you. Mm. No, I'm <laughs> yeah. no, it's, I think that like, I'm, oh, I've always been this way. And it's like, like, I'm like, I realized something about myself. It's like, I was like thinking, Oh, if I like, get back on the cycle and do it again. Like, wouldn't I just do the same pattern? Like I regret getting so, it was the pandemic, but I do regret like, like the ending of our podcast. Although it was very, it was probably a positive thing. I mean, it's like, it's like, you know, like everything needs to like evolve and change, but I'm, you know, like, I do think that like, it's like, oh man, like something about me and something about my, the way I am with people like was revealed to me and how like, negatively it turned out you know what i mean or like how much i like allowed the isolation like i didn't talk to you guys for so long and like i hung out with josh the other day and i was like for what like what the fuck was it even about like why did i do that you know it's like weird you know 
Oh, you guys both played a part in that. Yeah. Um, but like I, I, I we have pandemic brain, bro. Like the things that I've, uh, I was telling Josh just the other day. I was like, I fucked the wars <laughs> <laughs> during the pandemic. You yes. know, like I, I, there's things that I, I don't want to say I regret them. I don't think I was in the, my right state of mind. Yeah. Uh, no one was. No. There was times I was very afraid. And scared of because I was living with Josh and, and Josh didn't even think that shit was real. <laughs> no, he, it was, he definitely thought it was real. He just thought it was a big overreaction and I was gonna have catastrophic, catastrophic. I can't even say the fucking word. Yeah. It was it was gonna be bad for the people. Yeah. Uh for everyone around. He, he wasn't right, but he wasn't wrong. He wasn't wrong, man. He wasn't wrong. Um yeah, but we have pandemic brain. For sure. Yeah, bro. That shit is... We, we didn't know what was real, what was fake. Absolutely. Yeah, who's who's to say? Yeah. But it's weird. Like, all that time, for me, like, in, like, in isolation, and it's like, I I think from the routine of not doing, of not, like, living the way I was would usually live. Like, I was telling you the other day, um, like, when I worked at Henry Shine, like, I would work this day job doing media shit. And then every night I would go to the city to like basically in my head, like fight against the identity that I that I was had. Yeah. Because I was like, well, I'm not just this guy who works at this job, like meant so much to me. And it's like I would go and for forever, like pushing for this thing. And it's weird, like um, when that ended and like, you know, then the pandemic happened, I did like grading animals for like crazy. Then it's like I um didn't have the pressure of my of like something in my life telling me that I was not the thing that I was mm. and then so like it's like when the pandemic sort of like uh, bled, you know bled out into being just like this weird new normal life it's like I didn't go and return to an old pattern it's just like I was like birthed out into a new person I don't know I yeah I I know <laughs> I don't know if what I'm doing is right in this world at all. I hope it pans out for me, you know, but I definitely had a similar experience where I didn't want to go into the same exact pattern, you know? Um, and if, cause I've never been that way I, since I was a kid. Like I, if, I don't know if this is, it was innate to be like, break your patterns. Like if you start doing something too much, you have to break it because you're going to fucking be like these people. Yeah. You know? Anyway, so I started getting pussy. No, I mean, started getting <laughs> pussy. Hell yes, dude. No, no, I'm sorry. I just wanted to break up whatever realness that was. Yeah. I've been watching uh, on Instagram a lot of um, motivational clips. But oh, the really? One, like I what? save them. I save them. Because... I plan on going back when I need motivation. Oh, wow. Not okay. motivation. So let me tell let me ask you, what are what are the motivation uh like okay, let me think. Like what are the accounts or what are the they're like added like the big I don't theories know. The, I don't whatever. know the, yeah. the a lot of the theories are like Well, we could listen to them. <laughs> right? They're in my saved. It, I'd rather you just think whatever you think they are and your mistake about it will be hilarious. Okay, so a lot of them to me go you gotta do your thing. Okay. You have to like, and you have to sacrifice so much. You have to sacrifice your social, um, 
the the love, the want to have a social life. Mm-hmm. You have to sacrifice women or friendship. You have to sacrifice holidays. You have to sacrifice. There's a lot of sacrifice involved. So you're you're watching a lot of like hustle core shit. Kind of. Okay. Yeah. And um, you know, a, a lot of from like, but not just like from like some random speaker, like a guy who I respect. Yeah. You know, like like Kobe. Oh, I thought you were gonna say Gary V. <laughs> Gary V said one or two things that I like. Yeah, he sucks though. You think he sucks? Look at him. <laughs> like if we were gonna objectively look at this loser and be like, oh yeah, he's great. I tell you, I tell you what. I had moments. Especially- I thought you'd be like, and a guy who I really like is this Andrew Tate guy. <laughs> I don't li- mind him. I don't mind Andrew. He Tate. does seem like old. He does seem like Gigolo's era, uh, oh. Kevin. <laughs> I don't mind Tate. Listen, I don't know what's what's going on in Romania. I don't I don't yeah, care yeah. that much. Yeah, you yeah. know. But there were some some things that I was like, yeah, he's not wrong. He's definitely not. I've wrong. never heard. I've never heard anything he's done. But I do know that like uh, there's some very misogynistic things he says. I heard he basically has a like a cam girl business that he keeps the girls like slaves. That's something you should be into. Um, <laughs> listen. If he did that, then he, was, his pimp hand is strong. Strong, yeah. but if he did that, that's wrong. It's not right. It's, it's not, not right. chill. It's not chill, dude. Yeah. What is he got those girls on in uh, on leashes? Yeah, and they're he, they're shitting whenever they want, but they don't have any freedom. They're slaves. It, it, it is interesting because he was really funny. He was super fucking like. He would say shit like he went on your mom's house podcast. Oh no, kidding, dude. Because they, they kind of like were, I don't want to say the godfather of the tape fandom. Oh, really? But they kind of work. They have a big platform. People don't realize how big they are. Ooh. Right? And um, so they will play him in the, in the cool guy club as some guy who's just an asshole, but they mm-hmm. kind of like what he says. Yeah, yeah. And then he came on the pod. And dude, he was so entertaining, so fucking funny. And Christina P goes to him, she, she goes, now you you say this thing that uh, about coffees that you want your girl to bring you two coffees no matter what, and he goes, "Yeah, that bitch gotta give me two coffees. <laughs> I might not drink one, but I want two coffees, and when I'm done with one, replace it, <laughs> replace my coffees. That's all you gotta do, and you live a fabulous life." So you're listening to all these yeah. retards. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And what are you getting from them? Well, they're not that retarded. Yes. Okay. Right? Like they they figured something out. Yes. Like he was kind of he was the most famous person in the mm. country of famous people. Yes. Right? Like where fame not only is it a commodity, it's almost like a prerequisite to anything you do now. You know, okay, so this is a good this is a good uh, question. So this is this dovetails with something that I've been feeling. So like, okay, I think one of the reasons why I'm not like as excited to make stuff right now is I'm not Ooh, I'm inspired by shit. Can, can we take a pause? Yes, please. Oh, you want to just pause it? Yeah, I'm sorry. This is I- all right. Kevin and I just paused the podcast and had gay sex. It was it was great. Now we're all relaxed and we're ready to get into the real topics. I needed a bus and not. I know. If this episode isn't called Butt Boys. Butt Boys and Butt, <laughs> butt Babes. Yes. Butt Boys and Butt Babes. Butt Boys and Butt Babes. Um, we were talking like you, like 
he was Tate being one of the most famous people on the internet. Yeah, yeah. In a world where the prerequisite to be anything now is to have a little bit of fame. Yeah. Right. And you're like, it's well, you don't feel something about inspiration. Well, yeah, like so. I think when when Instagram changed what it was fundamentally, like it was in the middle of grading animals, it was basically went from being whatever it was. Which, like, in the be- in the beginning of the pandemic, it was sort of like a cool free-for-all where, like, any kind of content could get somewhere because no one knew what was going on in the world. Mm-hmm. And then, quickly, it just was like that they changed their business model to be try to rip off TikTok because that's where everything, everything was going. Yeah. And I think that, um, well, when they did that, the, like, no matter what I did, like, no matter how like it, me making the things that are like creatively from my heart, like uh, like for me objectively, like what I wanted to do would not move the needle. It didn't matter because that was not what was being featured. But the, it's just, we I watched like the culture of it go toward, I don't know, this just sort of shit that I didn't care about. Just the way the, the, the way of like, like you can just fart, you know, whatever. It's just like, it does not matter. It like nothing mattered. And I feel like, I'm like, I don't like when I got into doing stuff, it was because there were other people who I was like, oh man, that's like what I want to do. And it was like, you know, the same thing that inspiration hits you and it makes you want to like define yourself in this other way. Mm -hmm. And then I was like, well, none of this shit seems interesting to me. And I'm like, I don't want to follow this. I'm not a follower. Like, I'm not going to fucking treat, transform myself to be the thing that is. I've been fighting this a lot with my friends who I work with now. Oh, yeah. Is uh, my, my buddy goes, Kevin, you got to post. You have to post. You want to be a comedian, right? You got to post. You want to be on the road, right? You got to post. You got to get your followers up. People got to. And, and he's not wrong in what he's saying. But then I was listening to Louie. He's been doing the podcast rounds. And I had a rule. If I, if I love you and in and, and my world, you're a legend. You take two hours to speak at a podcast and you're as insightful and as, as talented as Louis C.K. is, I fucking go and I watch the pod because I'm going to learn something. I know he's going to drop a gem and I'm like, and he's going to force me to think about things. And he started talking about, uh, he was on Chrissy D's podcast. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, that's a wild boy. Chaos, Chrissy Chaos. What a maniac. What a total what a maniac. maniac. What a beautiful maniac yeah. that guy is. And he, did, he goes, he asked Louis, what do you think about the algorithm? And, I, and I, I immediately, I hated that he asked Louis that question because I knew there's only one way he's going to respond. But he did say something interesting. He was like, uh, well, what is that? What are you doing? Who are you doing for? A machine? You're doing it for a machine? You fucking just nailed it. You just said exactly what the problem is. The problem is we're not doing it for people. Yes. We're doing this for ones and zeros. Yes. Right? And that's what reads insincere about it. So the other day, I uh, so he goes, he goes, he goes, I feel, he, you know, he was real. He was like, I feel bad for new creators because... I'm Louis C.K. I have an Instagram that has a few million people on it. So I, if something's bad and I have, you know, 
they'll let me know. But if something's good, they'll share it and it'll go as viral as it needs to. Yeah. He had this, but he goes, I don't know if he noticed, I don't know if it was on the pod, but he goes, his social media manager was like, we should take out the curses so it goes even more viral. And he goes, no, leave it in. Because if if someone hears a curse and doesn't like it, I want them not to listen to the rest of it. Cool. You yeah. know? And he goes, the pr-, and he was like, there's a problem with, like, I, I took out, I, I added a backspin fucking oh, DJ noise to cover, to, one one of my, to cover one of my curses. And I was like, it wasn't even, I, I, I like, I don't like that I curse a lot on stage now. Mm-hmm. I, I think it's a crutch I use. And, but there's some times where I'm like, that was just natural right there. Yeah. I wasn't trying to make that the butt of the joke. It was just, it was my natural thing. And my friend who's arguing with me that I should post a lot, I'm like, because you're overthinking it. You're a funny guy. Yeah, but I'm funny, but I don't think everything should be out there. Yes. I 100% agree, man. Right? But then I'm finding these clubs like you, it is... Like you see a club like The Stand, mm-hmm. you know, and like you see the other day, I don't give a fuck, like the other day, they, they, they bumped Dan Soder for a TikTok guy. Okay. Think about that. No, absolutely. Soder? That no, guy, this is fucking, this is, and Soder's doing brilliant work right dude, now. Dude, are you kidding me? I'm a fucking. I know. Yeah. I, I knew it. it would talk at you. Yeah. I'm brought at the chills right now. Like, how dare you? Absolutely, man. How fuck? Hey, there has to be some love for the art. But that's the thing. It's like, we live in this, like, and I'm not like one of these fucking jokers that like thinks that like there's some type of utopian life to have in some type of Marxist bullshit. But the fact is like the, like the economics of it are always the most important thing. And yeah, like the, I have a lot of trouble figuring out like where I can have like, like joy in just creating if I'm not going to be able to reach people. And it's like that, that really fucked with me, man. Like you don't understand. Like I had this thing that I could only like grow a certain amount. And when it started to like, when, when me being me, couldn't like fight against the algorithm. Like I really went into like a, like a fucking mental spiral. And then there's no one to go to. Yeah. There's, there's no guy that's like, Oh, you know what? Um, like, how would you know to be like grading animals needs to be at the time? It needs to be 47 seconds. Oh my God. No. And you're like, I put all the, I wrote this. I didn't just come out of thin air with everything I said. So the, things mean more to me when I cut it out. Yeah. And if I do cut it out, it needs to be because that was too fatty. But I, I left it at, I, this was 10 minutes. I cut it down to two. You asked me to cut, or three minutes or however long yeah. it were. And you're asking me now to right. cut it down to a minute. You know, like. <laughs> yeah. So it's like. I, you know, in a, in a weird way, it's just like you're just thrown out into the future, and it's like okay, you know, the future is you don't, I don't, I don't know where. But the, the future's next- every twenty every twenty days now. The future used to be every 
three, four, five years. Well, I mean, I think this is a this is I think this is a a, um, a matter of perception because, like, in a lot of ways, like I feel like dead. I feel like mm, I'm dead, and I never I don't exist anymore, and I will be reborn at mm. a certain time, and it doesn't matter. And because here's the weird thing, so I teach at the school, and they don't know me for anything. This is a really weird thing that I've that I've found. They don't like I might like I I taught there. I I didn't bring anything from my past. I love that. I just showed up and did what I did. And an interesting thing is like I've kept like a very low key personality, but I have a lot of love. Like I have a lot of like people who are like inspired by me or they're loyal to me and it's like and I'm thinking they don't know me from shit. They don't know anything that I've done before or whatever, but this is who I am showing up on day one and being me. Mm. So I'm like, you know, like how much do you need to like stand on your thing that you think that you are or in the moment, every moment you can win or like play or have fun like because a lot of thing that's like part of like my what i enjoy about life is having fun with people is mm -hmm. finding a game like a silly game of like i notice you do something and i repeat it or like some type of leverage or some type of like i'm making fun of you but i'm not making yeah. fun of you or if you make fun of me i don't get mad i'll like be like do it more you yeah, know yeah, yeah. and that type of stuff is like what i love about life and it's like, and you're doing it right now without telling. Hey, I'm also a comedian. Yes, this and that and third, and I direct my own show and wrote fuck it. that. Yeah, you're like, that's interesting. So it's like, I'm like, am I? We were talking about happiness. It's almost like you're in a witness protection program, and you're yeah. not allowed to reveal your identity. Well, the funny thing is, is because like I don't want, like I think it'd be weird to, um, you know, it's like it's like I'm not. It's also a school, so it's like I don't want them to be like seeing grading hours. I was like, hey crazy shit every yeah. episode but um yeah like i'm also like oh well you know it's an interesting challenge because like i was dealing with my own like self-consciousness of like letting go of uh, like over the pandemic that shit was my identity and it's like okay well you know it's very strange because i don't know if i told you like i went to like like i i got uh, was in this festival and i went to la like i had meetings with with like industry i had meetings with the amc all this shit like and it's like nothing they they in none of the meetings where they like we're buying your show and we were gonna put they were like we like what you're doing mm. and we like are interested in seeing what else you're gonna do but the thing is it's like this is that was doing. five years of my life like mm. i would say from 2016 when i like started doing stand-ups more seriously to like the end of the pandemic like that's what my life yielded. And it's like, what do you want to see me do? Like, okay, like I'll just get in the pool again and start swimming I mean, the mile and again, and you know, back five years later. And, and like, what am I going to do? Right? Like, this is why you, this is why you don't ever sell a full show. <laughs> you, you sell a proof of concept, <laughs> right? You sell, you sell a, a, a real, you sell a, uh, listen, or you know what? Or th you don't know what, the future holds for you and you don't know why or when or what the story is and other people make it in their other way. And honestly, maybe other people have a better, more successful life or whatever. Like that's another, ex like if you listen to Marin, like 
went back. I used to listen to Marin all the time. And it was at a time when I wanted to know what my path was going to be. And I was like hoping. So I was listening to these people's stories, hoping like, oh, I'm going to find out like how they did it. And like Marin is like always talking about all the people that went past him. And it's like, maybe sometimes it's like, all right, well, I'm 43 right now. It's like, you know, I'm not like, like you're a young dude. Like, you know what I mean? Like I was that I was young and I was like, I don't know how much like it matters to me. Like, I don't know how, like if I'm going to do something, it's going to be more on my terms and I'm going to be okay with that. You know what I mean? It's weird. It's like happiness versus some type of other pursuit that I I don't know. Yeah. I don't (laughs) Somebody here? Maybe. Somebody want to go with the- Guys, you got to understand, just the lift to the listening audience, we are in an office. We're in like a startup. Yeah. On, in, down in Flatiron District. It's really, it's special. It is a special place, you know? It feels that way, huh? It is, yeah. Are you talking about Flatiron itself or are you talking about? I'm talking about like, what is this? Like an office space in Flatiron 2013. You can tell by the way the offices set up that it's a bunch of young people in their like mid twenties and early thirties who are like having fun in their, in their youth. It's almost like you can almost imagine like, you know, an episode of girls, Yeah, <laughs> you know, but and it's like, yeah, that's like, it's like a special, it's just a snapshot of something that's really cool. Dude. It's uh interesting to be a part of a startup because you're seeing, there's like a punk rock level to it. And then you see the corporate people start coming. Yeah. The corporates are coming. The corporates are coming. The suits are coming. The suits are coming. The suits are coming. <laughs> and you feel it. Yeah. You feel it. You feel, you see people come and go. Yeah. Well, how su- how fast is this getting assimilated to Pretty that? quick. Because. Oh, well, no, no. Okay. Well, to me, because. Uh, bro, listen. To some people, very quick. To some people, not so quick. That's the way I can answer that question. Yeah. People, yeah. But nobody's like coming to you and putting the screws to you being like, Kevin, we need you to get serious. And then you're like, uh, I'm out. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I, I've been poor before. It's fine. Yeah. That's another thing I'm trying to remember. It's like, you're going to figure, like Josh told me this a long time ago. Cause I told him, not a long, like two years ago, three years ago. He goes, I was like, my biggest fear is that uh, I'd be destitute. You know, like I'd be a homeless man. He goes, has it happened ever to you? No. He goes, so you always figured it out? I was like, yeah. This thing that's not gonna happen. You'll be all right. Mm. You could stop worrying about that. You'll figure it out. Yeah. You're you're a smart enough guy to figure it out. Yeah. It's in this country at least. <laughs> <laughs> in the Sudan, I don't know. <laughs> I'm in trouble. Yeah. You know? I wanna I want to be a rapper. No. <laughs> no. All, I have always said that. Com- all rappers want to be comedians. Rock stars also want to be comedians. And all comedians want to be rock stars slash rappers. I think they want to be as funny as comedians. I don't think they want our lifestyle. Yes. Because it's really grim. Well, you know what's weird about like a being in a... Well, we're changing that. What do you mean? These comedians today. You think so? These, yeah, I mean, 100%. Because of Rogan. We, we know that to come... like. There's, there's more to it than just being on the road. It's like the goal is to be on the road, but be on the road with your buddies. Mm. You know, go through, like, you, you, how much money do you really need to make? You know, uh, is it worth, can you do three shows at three different venues for 
let's say seven, let's say in the beginning, it's like $3,000 a venue, right? Or can you split that 9,000 into two, you know, for three people, mm. each of us make three and, and we have a good time. We're not fucking trying to kill ourselves at the end of it. Mm. Trying to figure out something to do in Boise, Idaho, you know, because I've been thinking about that lately. Because comedy is a very... I'm sorry we're talking so much no, no, this inside is, baseball. It doesn't fucking matter. Yeah. But comedy is such a lone... It feels like sometimes I should be a lone wolf. Right? Because I have to depend on other people's sanity. On their... on Are we going to match creat- creatively on certain things? And it's a struggle sometimes, man. Like... So, you know, so everyone wants to be the star of the show. Mm-hmm. You know, I have my ego. They have their egos. Yeah. And uh, and then sometimes I'm like, thank God I have my, my brothers in arms. Oh, dude, for sure, dude. Thank fucking God. I know? think that, it, I mean, I'm, I think that, like, I definitely admire that. I think that it's not, it's something that I'm not, uh, like, I don't have it innately. And I'm like. What do you mean? Like, I don't think I'm a good team player. That's not true. Hmm. It's not true. Um, you are a good team player. You expect more of people. Than, hmm. That's one thing I learned from you. Is don't expect shit from nobody. <laughs> right? Like, yeah. if a guy tells you, I don't know how to work the internet, believe that person. Yeah. And if you have the capabilities of it, you do it. Yes. Right? But that person has to pull their weight somewhere else. Yeah. Right? Like, um... I mean, no, like for sure. Like just looking at like your trio, like it feel like you guys are all active. You remind me of my old band because my old band like had success of like at least like touring the country and fucking putting a couple albums out and stuff like that. And it's like it was only because we were all like each using our energy in different ways. And then it like harmonized like Mm -hmm. but like, you know, um, yeah, like I think that that's a really great thing. And, you know. We acknowledge when someone is like, if if you're not pulling your weight, we're gonna find you a job to do. Mm. Yeah. Hey, and we're not afraid to. I like. I know DC won't do this, but he definitely do this. He'll go right. up to a, a venue and start talking to them. Hey, can we work it? Is what we do. That he'll talk us off the chain. Dylan's really good at yeah. a lot of things. That, in the world of behind the scenes. Yeah, no, he like, he's a hustler. Hustler. He was great. Hustler. You know, he was getting a lot of shit recently on Twitter from another comedian calling him a rich kid because he opened up a comedy club, which we didn't open up a comedy club. We partnered with a bar. I mean, you, I feel like you must've had a lot to do that because you were doing that in Zonas and shit like that. Had nothing to do. No way. Really? Had nothing. I don't know. I helped. I while, mean, I feel like you've done, this is like kind of how, when we met, like you were well, he always. wanted my opinion on things because I've ran shows before. Yeah. But it quickly, this is his thing. He needs to see own it. it. Yeah. He needs to own it. You know, he needs to see this through. There were things I didn't agree with him. I was like, if we're going to do this, it should be us. Like we got to steal as much stage, stage time as possible. He didn't agree with that. Mm. Um, and you know what? He led by example in that disagreement, right? Like he didn't give himself stage time. Cool. You know, he was like, I'm not going to go up. If you guys want to go up, I'm not going to fight you. 
you know, but I'm going to be annoyed because we have this person to go up next and that person to go up next and whatever. We had those kind of disagreements. For, for the most part, there were really great nights there. Anyway, this dude named Daniel Paraf. Oh my God, that loser? That fucking loser. Wow. That guy's just, listen, that guy just hates his own life. Yeah, yeah. I remember him crying one time on stage. Yes. Yeah. He just hates his own life and he's jealous. So, you know what he did? You know, it's interesting. These guys that like are like PC guys. Yeah. Oh, he's one of those? Whatever, know, he, whatever. He, Fuck him, dude. Dude, he, he goes. So Greenpoint wrote an article about us. Mm-hmm. Which, to get any publication to do anything for you? Hell yes, dude. 100%. Cool, 100%. Yes. You know? So it was me, Dylan, and DC, you know, holding yeah, yeah. each other, doped up comedy club in the background. And he goes, you know, there's an epidemic of rich kids getting into comedy, purchasing comedy clubs. Um, there's at least four or five of them in the city. Four of the five booked me, so this one is the one I'm going to talk about. And it's us. Here's the thing. The only money we put up was to pay comedians. Pay for lights and a few cords here and there. A microphone, an extra microphone. And we paid comedians. And by we, Dylan. Out of his pockets. Out of the money he saved over the years. You know? Yeah. And losing a lot of money. As most creative projects are. Yes. This kid... Didn't use any because it was a partnership with this bar. Yeah. That had an event space in the back, you know? Yeah, yeah. We had to convince them to put doors, convince them to buy curtains, convince them to buy certain lights, you know? Yeah. And I'm looking at and I'm like, this guy, I've had a conversation with this fucking loser. Yeah. You know? And I and he knows where I'm from. He knows who I am. He knows I don't come from money. Yeah. But he had the because when people see that, they don't just see Dylan. They see Dylan, DC, and Kevin. Oh, Kevin has money now. DC has money now. You know? Yeah. They put, what are you doing? Yeah, dude. And then it's interesting because he could have done that same exact thing himself. Exactly what we did, he could have done himself. Except he's a loser that no one believes in. You know what the sad thing is? The sad thing is that, you know, like time moves on and like you're not like there are certain times when people are up and then they're down. Like I remember this guy from years ago and like, I guess he was doing better. He was more like in the scene Mm -hmm. and I didn't know that he was like a bitter piece of shit. Like Mm -hmm. that's fucked up. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, especially that the reason why this is happening is because you guys are young and you have the fucking energy to make something happen and you're making something happen. Like, you know what I mean? Like, and now we're going to go to the stand rock and roll, dude gonna be there march oh shit dude that's the secret yeah that's the secret news by the way that yeah. they were not saying online well i'm not technically supposed to say it anyway but hell yeah that's fine. nobody we're listens to this podcast go- well nobody that nobody listens to this podcast that you know is interested in a stand yeah um and if they are and you put it that's out fucking amazing good. dude that's a fucking amazing so we're gonna run a monthly there and we're gonna do a weekly show uh by the seller i forget the place every time and um and then we're going to run an open mic for comedians and hopefully make it free for them. Or if not, we charge them $5. We'll, we'll work some shit out. Wow. But like, we're not, st- we can't, st- you know, it's like can't stop, won't stop. Baby. Yeah, yeah. Like, they, like this. Now, I don't necessarily like producing shows anymore. It, I, don't, I don't even like running them. I just kind of want to show up and do stand-up. Yeah. 
and I want to focus more on stand up. Uh, I'm tired of podcasting mm-hmm. and I'm not being a guest on podcasts, but like just doing my own podcast. Yeah. You know, uh, every week having to be funny, having to be entertaining is, is exhausting. And I've been doing it for five straight years, literally since I started. Totally. And, uh, now I want to focus on what I came here to do anyway. Respect. It's just, I just want to do stand up. and I'm getting good. I feel like something changing. Like when I get up there, like it's not as difficult to get it started. Yeah. Wow. You know, like it's getting, it's more fun, you know? It doesn't matter. I don't care if it's comics in front of me. I don't care if it's five people, three people. I can make them laugh. It's a cool trick that I was. It's so hard to do. It's so fucking hard to do. And I now I'm getting there. I'm getting to the point where like comics are coming from the back of places just to see my set. That's I never thought I'd get there. You know what I mean? Hell yeah, dude. And this is just this is just the beginning. Yeah, man. You know I'm hope like. There's people in the skanks world, Legion of Skanks world, who are like, yo, you're going to be one of the best. Fuck yeah, You know dude. how cool that feels? I can imagine. And I'm going to be. I'm I, I still, I don't even know. I don't, you know me. I don't like this whole comedy shit where, they, where they're like, hey, I, I hope to one day be the best one day. <laughs> but I, I, I probably going to be mid-level. <laughs> nah, I want to be the best. I want to be the best. I'm bringing that rapper energy to this shit. Uh, I saw, I heard Schultz say that years ago and I didn't agree with him until recently, right? Like you gotta, this whole being a bitch about who you are as a person, mm. fuck that. I didn't grow up like that. Yeah. Cause when you grow up where I grew up, Caps, you don't have an, either you're going to be a fucking loser because mm. you're down on yourself. Yeah. Or even when you don't have it, when you got no money in your pockets, you gotta act like you got it like that. Mm. That's the only way you get it out the mud. That's the only way I've seen it happen. I didn't grow up in this world where motherfuckers just had shit, had parents. I got no fucking safety net, dog. So the only way I know how to do it is to fake it till I make it and to build on the scale. Build on the scale. Build on the scale. Build on the scale. So motherfuckers are like, ah, I don't even want to follow this motherfucker. Hell yeah, dude. I want, I want, I want, I want people to say, fuck, what's going on? Oh, you know, real comics don't care. When I see a good comic, I'm happy. I'm like, oh, shit. Put me after him. Put me oh, after yeah, him. Dude. I'll reset the room for myself. Put me after that him. That rules. Ah, oh, man. That's just the... I have to follow Ian Finance. Oh, yeah. Wow. <sighs> nervous. You know? Because he was crushing. I like how playful that guy is. He's joyful. Oh. He's a real clown. He's like a clown. Oh, yeah. 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 Have you seen him... On stage? I've seen him a few times on stage. But Life? like, yeah. Incredible. Yeah. But years ago, though. But like still. You but he's joyful, though. Oh, and. Like, he likes to have fun with like the moment and and like, he's not like a ego. Like, he's strong, like he's strong, but he's not like a, like a, like a tough guy comic. No, he's not. Yeah, like, I'm a tough yeah. guy comic, yeah. if you will. Right? In yeah. a certain way. Right? But it's just the way I grew up and I'm, t- I, I'm, I'm done feeling bad about that. Yeah. Right. Cause I remember the, uh, this girl said, Oh, you're a cool guy, comp. Like you, you think you're a cool guy. Yeah. I was like, Bitch, it's cause I am. <laughs> you think this is, you think this is, f- bitch, you, you, I'm only as cool as I think I am, ho. Anyway, in finance, 
he went up, he goes up there and he, he starts telling this joke about he doesn't count how many dick he sucks. <laughs> he sucked in his lifetime, but he he he, he goes by letters, right? Some shit like that. And I was listening to this, and the whole time I'm that's a lot of dicks. <laughs> <laughs> For a part-time gay, that's a lot of dicks. And then I'm, I was like, now he's crushing. So sometimes when someone's crushing that hard, especially when I first started comedy, which is, it was like you're scared to mention something about that person's set. Because mm. you don't want the crowd to be like, well, who would you make fun of him? Right? That's how I used to think. Right? And, and maybe I just wasn't good enough to do it. I went up there and I was like, you know, I said what I was thinking. I mean, of course. I feel yeah. like that's like, I mean, not that I've like had so much, but like I uh, I always feel like talk about what's like hanging in the room. Yeah. More important than your set. Yeah. Way more important. So then I'm like, uh, Ian's said he thinks about the Dixie sucks, but he doesn't use numbers. He, he goes with letters. That means he starts at Z. <laughs> <laughs> well, how many letters there are in the alphabet? Twenty seven, twenty eight. I don't know. Oh, twenty six. I mean, that's maybe the more yeah. maybe the most funniest yeah, thing that I you know. got right there. Yeah. Just the, I don't know how many letters uh, there are. I, I didn't Google it, uh, <laughs> but I know he starts. At, I mean, he has to start at twenty seven dicks. He knows for sure it's been at least twenty seven. <laughs> Bro, it starts crushing us because you just ride. I'm riding his wave. Yeah. He was going to leave. He turns back around and starts watching my set. And then the next joke, bomb, and he left. All right. <laughs> yeah, well, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> bring, bring everybody back to earth. Yeah. Oh, man. That's cool, man. I've been, like, dreaming. You know, it's weird. Like, I'm like, I want to, I miss, like, performing in some way. I don't know really, like. You don't know what is, what's next. I don't know what's next. Like, I was, like, thinking of, like, you know, because, like, I, there's so many different, uh, like, parts of it that I that I love. And I'm, like. What's going on with Mary's and Caps? Oh, sad. But what happens is we finished their script and we had a reading. And then it's, like, the only way to get it made. $50,000. I mean, $100,000, $200,000, who knows, right? And um, the only way to get that money is to. Re- reshoot like another part of the script because what happens is the pilot we made we rewrote all of that we rewrote like the whole thing and it's awesome it's like a crazy cool very like the tightest thing i ever wrote like and we all wrote um but we were like we gotta like shoot like like maybe episode three and that'll be like to to shoot that because we got to get the whole thing together. And then we bring that to an investor and maybe we'll get the money from like three investors. And it's such like, um, it's such a thing that's out of the realm of like our means. And the weird thing is, is that when we realized that it was like that, um, you know, Marianne lives in Massachusetts now. And then it was like the end of the pandemic. And it's like, I don't have more, like I spent the money that I had on our last pilot. Right. Um, And it's like, we're now 43. You know what I mean? Like we started this journey when we were 36. Mm. Right. And it's like, well, what's next? You know, like, so we were like, well, we can't afford it. We can't afford to make it. You want to do not the way you shot it the first time. Well, or just like, well, we can't shoot the script and we have no, 
like even when I went to like I had 11 meetings with different fucking people about grading animals. It was fucking incredible. Like I could not believe that, right? But like I showed script the script to them and they're like we can't make this because it's like too crazy, you know what I mean? Like it's not what people want to make like a fucking cr- people don't want to make anything crazy or cool or weird. Like they don't people are like very afraid are to so do shit. Fucking stupid. That's yeah, all. Mares and Caps. I saw the scene where <laughs> well, she's at someone's whose funeral was it? Yeah, funeral home, right? And she's telling the parents. It was the craziest. I couldn't believe she was saying like I, you know, I haven't felt that since Louis. Oh, cool. Like it made my <laughs> like you know how comics say, oh, I hate this when they say this on stage. You I feel like your butthole's a clench. Oh, my, yeah, yeah, yeah. My yes. butthole was clenched because I'm like Holy, because I'm imagining someone really doing this. Yes. You know? And then Mares is not that far off from that. Totally. You know, totally. like I could actually, I, I can see this bitch doing that. <laughs> Dude, that's, uh, it kind of is, is angry at me because, like, if you see what's on TV. Well, you know, it's weird. Like, and you can't compare. I know you can't do that because you'll drive yourself nuts. But yeah, man. Listen, I mean, I, I, uh, I wish. I, Marianne is still obviously like we're like best friends and like it's great, but I mean it sucks because so much of my dreams were wrapped up in that something was gonna. Can I say something? Yeah, talk to me. Sell what you have. Sell what I have. Yeah. Sell what you have. Like I know that sounds easy, easier to yeah. but hit people up. Like you never fucking know, bro. Take the chance. Email them. Email fucking. There's got to be somebody. That I mean, these people are desperate for fucking any. I mean, you see the movies on Netflix, right? Yeah. Like, there, there's, there's got to be a chance, Look, bro. I have seventeen hundred and eighty followers on Instagram. Right? It's nothing. It's I know. Low. Sucks. I know. I used to think, I used to be happy about Instagram. I used to be happy about followers. Yeah. <laughs> and um, someone I know is dating someone who's the head of Netflix is a joke. You know, seeing them my friends, I don't know what it is. It's none of my business. But he talks about me and her all the time because I'm a crazy person. Yes. And things fly out of my mouth. And whether they're meant to be funny or not meant to be funny, it comes off funny. He's seen me on stage. He digs me. He mentions me. He mentions who I'm friends with. Hey, he got Julio D as a job. Oh, oh really? shit. Yeah, yeah. No, I saw that. Julio D's got. She yeah. goes, he, he got, he knows Julio? Oh, he was the only, well, he was really funny on Netflix as a joke. Really killed. And, uh, you only as in her head. You only as funny as your friends are, right? You only as you only as good as the people that want to be around you. Yeah, yeah, right. At least that's the way she goes. Tell me when I'm in New York. Let me know when he has a show. You know, and these are these things happen, bro. Like yeah, you dude. just like don't let marriage and caps fucking die. You don't know who you know, what you know, and how that shit might work out. Just yeah, dude. Dedicate dedicate. One day a month to like sending emails. Yeah. One day a month. One. Yeah. You know what? Like it's true. I got it. It's true. I think this is good. This is like um, 
This is like apotheosis. This is like that's, meeting. Th- you th- spent thirty thousand on that. <laughs> Can I say that? I'm sorry. Yeah, no, that's fine. Uh, you yeah. spent money. Yeah, we spent money on it. People yeah. believed in it. People believed in it. They wanted to fucking produce it. They wanted to act in it. Yeah, you did that, man. Right? Yes. Fucking don't let it die that easily. Yeah. What the fuck am I doing? <laughs> what the and, fuck am I doing? And, Why? And, am I? It's, and, it's and it's true. one day a month. <laughs> it's truly one day a month. Yeah. And this is why I watch Instagram inspirational videos because I can inspire that is awesome. yes, my dude. fucking friends. <laughs> absolutely. Right? Absolutely. Yeah. No. Uh, yeah. I mean. Uh, yeah. I don't know. Like it's as talented as you are, dude. You were gonna let that go. Well, you're so fucking. You do I need to say it? Bro, I feel like, I'll tell you, this is a, an image that I feel a lot, is I sometimes feel like the guy who jumped off of the Twin Towers before they fell. <laughs> you know the picture where he's like, it's like a guy head first down, like heading toward the ground. That's how I feel so much. <laughs> I don't even know why you said that. I don't know why you said that, but I understand. Yes. You're yeah. you're trying to, you're diving head first before the towers. You know, I'm going to go out my own way. Right? <laughs> yeah, I guess that must be it. You know, like, and I feel like. You're not like- going to kill me. I'm going to kill me. <laughs> <laughs> but you're, that's the, I mean, when it comes to your project specifically, the ones that you work that hard, especially ones you work that hard on. You people gave you money, right? Yeah, dude. Right? Like, well, how much did people give you? How much did you have to raise yourself? Well, but, for, I mean, Marriage and Caps, like, Marianne and I just split the production of it. But I mean, for, oh, no, we got $5,000 from $5,000 from Patreon. Yeah, yeah. No, not from Patreon, from, uh, from the, the fundraiser. Mm-hmm. Um, so then, if not for yourself, People gave you money. I got a yeah. poster, dog. Yeah, that's right. Right? Bro, fucking fight for them then. If you need to fight, be like, I took $5,000 from people. Let me fight one day a month for the next year. You know, give it something. Yeah, dude. What the fuck's wrong with me? Why have I become such a... I could get on, start listening to Andrew Tate again and really start fucking <laughs> motivating hey, myself. I'm, I'm in this school. I pay for every month. <laughs> $55, dog. That's Learning great. shit. <laughs> Learning shit. Like uh, like right now I'm trying to like I'm finding my own. I'm shooting myself in the foot. I fucking, I I talk to this guy. We're at Gas Digital. This guy he does Godfrey's podcast a lot. Gay comedian. Forget his fucking name. Really funny guy. Out of this world, by the way. Just cuckoo, right? right. Um, but I, I looked at his phone. Like he he goes on the road a lot. And I'm like, oh, you open for people? He goes sometimes, and sometimes I I, I headline. I said, word how. You got like 6,000 followers. How are you headlining? Are you selling tickets? How are you selling tickets? Because I don't sell tickets. I said, how are you headlining? It's paper rooms. I said, paper rooms? He said, yeah. There's shows on Wednesdays and Thursdays. Oh, so he does like, he'll put his shit on like the same papering sites that he emails them on Mondays and Tuesdays. That's the information he gave me. He goes, go to these, go to these uh, clubs, email the booker. On Monday and Tuesday, never email on Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, or Saturday, or Sunday. You might get away with Wednesday, but Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, they're dealing with the headliners. They don't want, they, they'll throw your shit in the trash. I had multiple 
uh, uh, bookers tell me that. Any comedian emails me on Thursday to Sunday, I I don't even they're not real, mm-hmm. right? They'll come they'll come to me later if they're making if they're any good. He goes, but if on your level, yeah, and if you know a guy that will have your back, fucking put their they will call them. If they're friends, you'd be surprised how many of these bookers are friends with these comedians. So you could lie and get away with it. But, you know, if you don't need to lie, don't. Yeah, obviously. Um, And I've been, like, not doing it. And I'm talking to you, giving you this great advice. I'm like, why? Dude, nobody can help themselves. Everybody has, everybody has like, you know what I mean? I find that with teaching, too. What do you it's mean? like, well, like, oh, I'll tell you a, a, an interesting story. And that was, like, illuminating to me. So I have a, a student um, who, like, I set the bar. The kid meets the kid meets the bar like all year, just fucking mm. great kid. Um, and this is you're teaching college students, or I'm teaching high school students. Okay, middle school and high school. But like, this was a middle school kid. So, um, and uh, they were just fucking crushing it. And I was always like. I'll set the, I'm the teacher. I'll be setting the project, whatever. End of the year, I was like, let's, uh, I'll let you do something that you're into. It turned out the kid was into the Transformer comic books Mm. from like 10 years ago. And the kid had fucking, like, I taught them everything that they need to do. I'm like, I don't know if you know, I'm a good, I'm a good artist. I draw really well. So like the kid like learned a lot from me, like really internalized it. So she wanted to do um, this transformer shit, and I was like, "Cool, cool. Well, I'm gonna like make it like thematic, right? We'll we'll co- collaborate." Kid was made this great thing, and I was like, "Listen, getting to the end of the year, you're kind of dragging your feet. If you finish this, I'm going to contact the artist from that com- from that comic book, the one who made it. I'm gonna figure out how to contact them, and I'm gonna send you their work. So that's your motivation to finish it. So." She did finish it. I contacted them, sent them all their work. Didn't hear from them for the whole summer. And then they sent an amazing letter back going into like all of the kids work for the whole year being like, like this artist really fucking took the time to like. Dude, that's fucking, you're about to make me cry, dude. I love shit like that. Yeah. Go ahead, I'm sorry. So anyway, <clears throat> so I brought the letter to the kid and the parents were like fucking, couldn't believe it. And then at the end of it, I was thinking, why could I, why can I never do anything like that for myself? You know, mm. it's weird, yeah. but you know what? I mean, on one hand, it's like, I have that in me to like, want to help, yeah. but you know what I mean? And then like, when but it comes, comes to out. myself, I hate myself. Mm. You know exactly. what I mean? That's what you got. I don't think you hate yourself. I think you're scared. You're scared. Of yeah, maybe. Things. Yeah. You're scared of rejection. For sure. You're scared of like. Someone telling you your deepest fears. Are you a 40-year-old sending me an email about your work, you pussy? A hundred percent. Right? Yeah, like you don't true. want that, but no one's gonna respond like that. Yeah, yeah. And if they do, they're assholes. They're complete and utter assholes. It just they don't belong in the industry they're in. You know? Yeah. That's just the truth. Oh, they're still your work and good. Good. You right. wait till it kills and they make millions. You're like, there you go. <laughs> Fucked up now. Um I want to, like, for a day job, I think I want to become a recruiter. Really? Yeah. I've gotten a few people hired at this company. I've put out, I I mean, 
if everything goes well for these people, I've at least, at the very least, have $250,000 in this economy, you know? Wow. That I, you know, made people money. It's the greatest feeling in the world. It really is the coolest feeling in the world. People that needed the money, needed obviously needed the job, who doesn't need a fucking job. And it's not terrible money, you know? It's at least livable if you can figure shit out. And yeah, dude, I think I could do it. I think I could do it. or And I could do it with, I don't want to, I don't need to be a headhunter. Mm. I, I don't need to find the next fucking great ad agent. I mean, I don't need to be an ad agent. Yeah, you yeah. know, I just, I want to find people decent paying jobs. That's awesome, dude. You know, I, I knew a guy who was a drummer and he used to work for a recruitment company. And I actually, when I came back from when I was touring the fringe and I, I was like, I can't do this the next year because it's not going to make me enough money. I went to, I went to this guy who was a drummer, but he was, a uh, worked at that, uh, the head, not a head, not a head, a recruitment. And he got me my job at Henry Schein. And really? it was fucking great. That's I mean, what I want to do. Yeah, dude. Look how great that job was for you. Yeah, I mean, right? seriously, it was transformative. So, yeah, dude. And you're you're a fucking art. You're a great artist, you know. And and it was like you're weren't doing exactly what you wanted to be doing, but you were still doing some cool shit, man. Exactly. You know, you got to look at your life and be like the parts in between. Listen, uh, I need a day job, you know. And if I'm going to do it, I have this day job and it's cool and it's nice. I don't see the growth and the department I'm in now. They want to keep me because I'm cool as fuck and people like me. Um, but I, I want to help people get jobs. I There's something about seeing, I don't get to see the whole process through and maybe I'll fall out of love with it when I do. <laughs> <laughs> but there's something cool about seeing DC and if I don't want shouldn't put his money, but he's going to make a lot of money in March. Yeah. You know, he, he got a lot of deals. It's kind of cool to walk to my director. And say, hey man, you're killing it. Bringing these people. I love when someone, someone says, when someone goes, Kevin, this is a Kevin person to interview. They almost always have the job. This is amazing. Dude. There's something nice about it. Yeah, man. There's something that it, it fucking gets me going. That's, that's awesome, dude. We're transforming. We don't know what's going on. What's going to happen next? It's just really great to well, make like a discovery about like yourself. That's not like putting yourself into one. Because when you think of the people that you that you admire or care about, it's not because they. Sometimes it's because they do the thing they do, but sometimes it's because of the way they carry themselves or the way that they are. You know what I mean? Like they're just in. They're they're secure in themselves and like they live out of that that positive energy and it doesn't matter if they're a fucking teacher or a fucking guy who makes big you know serves your bagels like if they have a joy for what they're doing it's different yes it's di uh who was i talking to i was i was i was with a dude you know those inf those people who are infectious with happiness yeah those people that like when you when you like you don't know where oh was i wasn't with this guy I saw a YouTube video. <laughs> I saw a YouTube video. And it was of this guy who was, a, who was an artist in New York City. And he was in a video about him living in New York City. And he only pays $650 a month for rent. And he lives in the heart of Manhattan, basically. You know? Decent spot. And he lives, like, in a room 
as you can imagine, whatever's worth $650. Right. So it's like that corner. That corner. Happiest guy. He's a barista. He works 20 hours a week. Right? Yeah. And he's a musician at night. Really good one, too. You could hear it. He played a little something. I'm like, oh, I guess good. And he goes, he rides the bike. He rides the bike every fucking where. He doesn't spend any money. Um, and there wasn't a... F- like, he was so fucking happy. He goes, I'm living a dream, man. Living the dream. Living. I'm the living my dreams. Like, I'm in New York City. He's from a small town. Yeah. Because I'm in New York. I love the heart of this city. I love how fast it is. And I love how the people in here are inspired to do something. It doesn't matter what they're inspired to be, but they're, in- they're inspired, man. Yeah. And I, I knew I needed to be here. And I was tired of saying I wanted to be here. And I knew I couldn't afford it. But I was like, maybe I can. Mm. And I found a way to afford it in a, in a lifestyle I'm comfortable with. Now, you don't get no pussy. <laughs> <laughs> right? I mean, if you look at him from the outside objectively, he's a mere butt boy. <laughs> <laughs> no, not. But he's happy. But he's happy. And that's the paradox, really. That's the, that's the thing. because like he, he, But it's interesting because he... He pursued happiness, yeah. right? His pursuit of happiness got him to you. Like now, in three weeks, you'll see. <laughs> I no, and no, I, I love infectious people like that. I love those people who are happy. You know, I strive that kind of happiness. Like I got to strive for that. It's hard. I grew up in the hood, where monetary things, monetary gains, was what brought what seemed like it would bring happiness, and it. it and to some degree, that's true. Well, I think paying, being able to pay for things where it's like not an issue, an issue that ultimately does give you some baseline of like, you know, once like <laughs> quote unquote ribs are touching, <laughs> you're like, fuck, I want to, like, you know what I mean? It's like, yeah, like there's no, but like be, being able to be like, hey, like, like say to your girl, like we're going away this weekend and being like, that, we're not going to worry about it. Like, that's a great thing. That's a beautiful thing. Yeah. And it's like, however you get that, like, I definitely, like, I don't, thinking back to the years of Henry Shine, like when I worked there, it's like, oh man, I was able to fucking do whatever. I was able to spend what I wanted. I didn't even think yeah. about it. You know yeah. what I mean? You didn't give a fuck. Yeah. Yeah. Cause it, but I was hearing Joe Rogan say some shit like, it was like, I got my first big house. And at first I was like, it's a really cool house. And then after a week, it was just my house. Mm. Yes. You know? Yeah. So the same thing with money, I think, in a, in a way. In a way. In a they way. They say that there's like, they, they say that there's this like number, like you don't really, fe- you don't really notice it after like, I don't know, like $120,000, like to like $150,000 a year. Like you don't, like it's just, here's, you can't chain. Here's a, here's a crazy thing is I'm dating outside of my social, my traditional social circle. Mm-hmm. Caps. I'm dating white one. Yes, a you white know? woman that lives uptown, right? Uptown girl, like up Billy side. Joel. Up Billy side. Joel would sing about uh, uptown girl. Girl living in an uptown world. Yeah, yeah I know the song. <laughs> pause. Yeah. And done with the pause. You were about to tell us about your girlfriend, something like that. Oh, oh yeah. Because you're living well, out of your, you're different, you're in a different uptown, downtown situation. So it's interesting. I'm dating white women. This is going to be, this might sound fucked up and it's not well thought out. Just okay, cool. out there. But you put her on a leash. 
It's the only way to control them. Perfect. <laughs> um, I've been dating outside of my social circle. Yes. Uh, I did see this reel already, so. What do you mean? <laughs> oh, oh, the- <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm trying to develop a bit about yeah. this. Um, I'm in love. I'm really in love. I love this girl. The problem is <laughs> both our brains are fully developed. <laughs> you know? Yeah. This is why you marry young. This is what I'm starting to This is why you like, you pick your partner young, right? Uh-huh. Especially if you're from where I'm from and shh. And you have to unpack this one because I'm not sure where you're going to go with it. I have a fear, I have a theory, but I want to hear what's, what you're going to say. Because all of my faults as a man come to the front. Like, I realize how, like, when you're in love like this and you want to build a life with someone, you realize all the things you're lacking, whether it's money, your career, like, all of that comes to the, to the forefront. Even what about like internal things like your own sense of patience or your own like- I'm good at that. Yeah, okay. Because I've had to be for a long time. Right. Right? There's things, that, there's just some things I'm good at. No, well, the, you're very good. You're great, dude. Thank you. I appreciate But But there's things that I'm, so, like, I don't know how to drive still. I'm 31 years old. Never learned right. how to drive. Yeah. Um, I, I don't make enough money to like go ahead. Like she wants to like, we're talking about moving in together. And- do you mind if I talk about no, this? No, this is better than us trying to make dick jokes out of various things. <laughs> so <laughs> I um, we want to move in together. And there's a part of me that goes, even though this is, and there's a part of her. Uh, we know we're, what, we're, what world we're living in. But there's a part of me that goes, I need to be able to cover the rent. Right? Sure, we can go halfies. But I need to be in a position where I know it's always going to be covered, you know, and I'm in a position, I'm not in a position where I can guarantee that. Right. And, and, and we're at a point in our lives where she grew up with both parents. They have a whole, she has a whole life outside of me of loving people who from all accounts are successful live an American dream, own a home in a great established area. I need to go to her father and, and, and prove that I'm in my head that I'm the man for his daughter, that she's going to be okay with me. You know, that he's not going to be like, fuck, what is, what is she, how is she going to make it through with this guy? I don't want her to, I don't want her father to have those worries. You know, these are all things. Never felt this way in my life. Wow. Never felt this way in my life. And, and I'm still following a dream and it's a pipe dream to everyone, you know, but me and the people around me who are like, see me every day and they see me what I'm doing. But like to him, he's like, dude. (sighs) Yeah, dude. You know, it is, it's such an amazing thing that like you're having the intense life feelings of that, you know, like that, this is that, that you're like 
being as pulled in that direction as your dream. Like having made that sacrifice of like living in the situation that you have and as well having something that you want to um, like invest in, you know, like where your heart is in, invested in making a life with somebody. So I got to make it. You understand? Yeah. Caps? Like I, and, and, and it needs to be in what I need to do because my mom doesn't know my mom, you know, like this country, the, the environment that I'm in somehow, some way I got out of the hood. I, I make triple what my mom's ever made in a year. Triple. On all accounts, I'm successful. I'm insanely successful. He ain't gonna see it like that. He might see, he might be like, I respect you, mm-hmm. but you're not for my daughter. How the fuck are you gonna how the fuck are you gonna get the pig to come home? Wait, wait, how you bringing home the bacon, dog? Because this is expensive in New York City. All right. A one bedroom, a good one is 3500 How much you make? <laughs> I do like how you're talking for him. That'd be great. You could take like a video of him and just put your voice. My in. voice? I don't yeah. do impressions anymore. No, no. Everyone's just a version of me. No, no, absolutely. No, no, no. But that's what he sounds like. That's essentially that's what he's essentially saying. That's essentially what he sounds like. Well, I mean, I mean, you know. And no one talks about, like, I, mean, I feel like people talk about it, but they don't. Talk about like, like, like I just watched last night. I watched the 1933 version of Little Women with Catherine Hepburn, and like it's you know it's about three women, three uh, white girls, as we were saying before, um, who were the daughters of a like Civil War doctor, and so he's at he's out, and they're which side North. <laughs> Come on. <laughs> Come on. Crazy. So no, check it out. Imagine. And I'm like, and it was a great movie. It was perfect. Uh, no, what happened was it's about like three three girls who are like all creative. Four four girls who are all creative in their own right. Okay. And like that's that's actually their creative, that's actually their pers- character flaws because they're one girl's like a headstrong artist. One girl's a writer. One girl's a musician. Um, and I guess it's just three girls. <laughs> and anyway, but like this situation happens, like different, you know, like guys come into their lives and they have to like figure out like if they're, they're going, they're saying mm-hmm. exactly the same shit that you were saying. It's like, I have to go to your dad and be, like this, like literally dialogue from the really? movie. One of the young guys was like, I have to like go and st- like make my case to your dad. It's a almost like a historically eternal thing. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And 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 there's all this shit about how like like we've changed and we had no. We're, we're still we're still it's kind of every insane. single thing. What was what's crazy? What was crazy to me is that like when I realized that like how everything, no matter what, is still just. Um, like our whole entire society is just like people peacocking to get like uh, to be attractive to the opposite sex. It's all every, peacocking. Every, everything. Everything. Everything is. Everything. Uh. It's very weird because like when I think of like my relationship to like creativity, I'm not doing it for pussy. But I'm definitely not doing stand up for pussy. Nobody. I think when you're truly 
driven to your creative thing. Like you're, you're doing it for this weird internal ladder that you're climbing for your own creative and like artistic expression. Even when I thought I was going to be a rapper at 15, 14, even you, whatever it was yeah. to like way too old. It wasn't for women. No, I, I never, but there's some people, I wonder about those people. Like they make it. They make it cause they're more psychopathic and the, and the industry supports like psychopathic behavior. I think. Oh shit. Right. You're fucking right. I, anyway, I don't want to go too. I don't want to veer off too much into to like talk about Kanye the whole time. But. <laughs> I don't even think he does. No, he doesn't do pussy shit. You know, I don't think no, but he's psychopathic. Yeah. Yeah, come on. I mean, yeah. def- definitely, right? He's, he's, he's on some kind of path. Yeah, some type of path. He's on his own <laughs> I told path. my girl that the other day, actually. Just, <laughs> I was talking about someone because they were, you could tell they're used to being alone. And I have this feeling that the same exact conversation this person has had with me, they've had it all day. Oh, right. By you just do the dialogue. Something. You got to play the other dialogue that they say them, to themselves. Yeah. And, and the reason why I say this is because when I bring up a point or when I start talking, they r- run past, like, they, like, don't let me talk. Oh, yeah. yeah. And I was like, oh, that's interesting. They didn't want an opinion. They just wanted a soundboard. To be able to say it again. They wanted to say that again. Yeah. Yeah. And then I'm a guy. It is harder, like, fucking bum rush me out of a conversation (laughs) (laughs) and then recently i've been challenging this person like really challenging anything any thought they have and i'm like oh this person i was like i don't know this person's a psychopath or a sociopath but that person's on a path (laughs) (laughs) i do like it i do like that being on a path (laughs) 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 of destruction yeah fuck man this world is interesting bro Dating outside of my circle has been interesting. The girl that I'm in love with, I'm willing to sacrifice things, right? But she wants me to make more money. And I love that she's like, I need you to make more money. Yeah. I kind of like that, you know? It hurts. Yes. It hurts my pride. And it hurts. It hurts in terms of like, fuck, am I doing well enough to, you know what I mean? Yeah. Where this girl feels secure, you know, so she's trying to help fix things. And it sucks because I was raised not to need a woman, right? My mother used to say that to me. My mom used to go, I want to raise a man that doesn't need a woman. But she raised me from a traditional standpoint where, like, I know how to iron, wash clothes. I know how to clean. I can I can fucking detail an apartment, you know? Yeah. Um, but that's not the commodity anymore. Like, that's not a commodity. Like this, women, women never cared if a man could do that. Really, they said they cared. They didn't, right? And <laughs> it it hurts. It hurts, but it's it's needed too. Like when she go, you need to make more money, dude. One hundred percent, man. I mean, I feel like in my pers- my in my when I was young, um, you know, like I lived at home, and uh, like I lived at home for like too long, yeah, and. It was before, like, everybody lived at home. Like, nowadays, uh, more now people. Now, now it's, it's cool. way prevalent. The way it should have been, by the way. Right. But I, like, was so afraid of the judgment. And I felt the judgment because I used to work at, like, a restaurant and, like, all these young people were, like, 
I don't know how they were doing it, but like I couldn't do it. Yeah. And I was like afraid to tell people that like basically yeah, of my yeah. real life. Like I, I just like I would hide from like from the truth that I was. Yeah. And I, I felt like it was like it, it, it like stunted. But it's all exactly about that. It's about like how much you like how much money gives you status to like be part of the world. And by the way, I'm not saying I, I want to make this very clear. I'm not saying that my girlfriend's like a gold. It's just one. No, this I, is reality. This is reality, right? Yeah. Like, you know, we were talking about getting an apartment together and I had to reveal my salary to her and I knew how much she made already. And I was embarrassed, you know? Yeah. It was uh, half of what she made. Half. Yeah. And that was, a, a, you know. Are you guys the same age? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. We're the same age. But she's also not pursuing, like, she, you know, she respects me. She, she lets me, like she, I'm working 40 hours in a day and, and 15 hours at night pursuing 20 hours at night every day. I hear you, dude. You know, like, this and, is, and for no other, money. I'm not getting paid for these spots dude. right now. You know? Yeah. And, oh, the life of an artist is crazy. Dude, I the thing about it is, like, you're, like, 31, 32? Mm -hmm. Like, the thing about it is like when I think back of to that time, like I was such a baby, like everybody is so young. Mm -hmm. Like you feel like you've already, you feel like you're, I think I remember how much energy I, I had at that time to like go and seize the world and do things. And not that like I'm dead now, like, but like it's definitely different. Mm. It's definitely not the exact same thing. Whoa. That's, that's and I can't tell you how like you're still very young and it's like a good thing. It's a beautiful thing because you have some years to like grapple with it more. I don't, it's, it's weird. Like I don't have, I would not be able to like burn the candle at both ends in the same way that I did even oh, when I first met here's you. The thing, here's the difference between you and I. What? I am taking real liberties. <laughs> You understand? From organizations. Uh, I am will I am willing to real like I'm willing to live out the fear of my original fear being destitute. Yeah. I know I can figure it out now, but I am taking liberties, <laughs> Kaplan. And I don't think at that age, you were dumb enough. Because <laughs> this is not a smart, no. it's not always smart. I am, I am living on the fact I'm a good time. Like I'm a, I'm a, I'm a diversity slash, and not even because this is a very diverse place. So I am a, um, a culture hire, if you will. <laughs> you know? Yeah. You know? It's a good time when I'm here. And I like you were that. saying, you enjoy some of this woke stuff of the changes oh. that it's afforded you. <laughs> oh, and it's going to come crashing. It's already, it already is. Musk is, is changing it back. And that's the only thing I don't like about him because he's ruining my world. Really? Musk has something to do with this? Yeah. He's like, yo, what are you doing? That's why he's firing all those dead weight at Twitter. It's because they're dead weight. They were mm. a good time there for, the, for what it was then. Right. But not when it's time to make money, baby. You're not a good time, cuz. You got to get out. I would love to be security at Twitter. 
What? I would love to be security at Twitter. Oh, being security. Yeah, I would love to like, w- w- I would have loved to have done a month or two of just like walking people to their cars. <laughs> Getting it. Like, <laughs> making them carry those brown yep. boxes with the wood paneling on yeah, them. Yeah, hey, take your hair dye. Yeah. <laughs> Fuck Twitter, dude. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck all this shit. Oh, God, I don't know. We got to end this. All right, sounds yeah, good, dude. Well, anyway, Kevin... It's been a pleasure to talk to you. It's been a real pleasure. You're a great old friend of mine, and I'm so glad that we are, you know, we get to do this, and I, I got to see you more often. Yes. Yes, I love to see you more often. I love you, buddy. Love you, too.